Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 78 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. More so, this episode, everything related to Legends Arceus. I am your wonderfully bodacious host, Lily Sion. And welcome, it's been a long time coming, this episode. Not that this episode is going to be necessarily any different than usual, but you know, it, it, I've, I've hyped it up in the past. Um, and again, this episode was late. It's not, it doesn't matter in the long run, of course, um, but it's important to me. And it's literally just because, oh my god, uh, oh my god, life has been hard. I have finals, or, uh, sorry, like, finals in a sense of not, like, final exams, but, like, final things to do. Senior projects, uh, projects for, projects for school, senior project for school, which is, like, a whole animation, um, getting an apartment, getting a job, you know, just very important things that I don't necessarily think that this podcast uh, can trump in important terms of importance. But here we are, way too late at night. It's time <laughs> to talk about Pokemon Legends Arceus. But of course, I it is, it is going to be a normal episode first. So there's a couple things I want to get to first. Um, thankfully, this, uh, this week has been pretty uh, light on the things just in general and put in general pokemon things um i don't really think this episode is going to be very much longer than a traditional episode um as much as i've been hyping this up which is one of the reasons why i didn't want to combine this into like a double episode because i knew that it wasn't really going to be that long um but this episode is going to be pretty much my final discussions about Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's going, I say that it's going to be a review, um, but I am in no way a professional reviewer or critic or anything like that. I'm just going to be talking about the game and what I like about it. Things like that. Actually, I should probably get my switch and like actually open up the game so I can, uh, tell you about some specific things like my team, uh, you know, shinies that I have or whatever. So we'll be getting to that in the future, I'm going to uh, download the update. Question mark. I think there's like bug fixes or something. I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have it open uh, for later. But before we get into that, we have some things to talk about. First of all, let's go to the news. Uh, like I said, there's not very much. Um, there is new things in uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. However, uh, there was a release. Earlier, like this week, the 1.3 update. Um, this is coming from Cerebi. Cerebi provides most of my information coming from, from uh, in terms of Pokemon news. So thank you, Cerebi. It says this update provides a variety of new features. If you've completed all missions in Pokemon Legends Arceus and captured Dialga and Palkia, got the National Dex, and defeated the Elite Four in this game, you will get the Azur Flute in your room in Twinleaf Town. This allows you to go to the Spear Pillar to get access to the Hall of Origin and battle Arceus. The Arceus can be shiny. So, <laughs> I want to momentarily talk about the importance of this, where um, we have never gotten Arceus in an official game. An official mainline series game other than an event. Um, of course, also other than uh, Legends Arceus, but we've never had it available 
for just like to get in the game normally. Um, and here it is. It's happened. This this is, of course, a reference to um, I believe I talked about this event on. Oh, there was an episode I did with DM Good Boy. Um, hold on, let me find that episode just so you can go back and refer to it if you're interested in it. It's the one that I did with, yeah, episode 65, uh, which is called Hisuian Growlithe Need I Say More featuring DM Goodboy. Um, we on, it was on September 1st. We talked about events in Pokemon. Um, and we talked about the like Heart Gold, Sil Silver, Diagapalkia event, and I'm pretty sure we talked about the Azure Flute event. Um, and this was, of course, before uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl came out, I think. No, yeah, it was in the process of coming out at that point. Um, but this is the first time that we ever can get Arceus in a game like this. Of course, Legends Arceus sort of blew that out of the water. But it's important because it's a version of a scrapped event that we had from the past that I believe that like someone said. I, the creator of the game, I don't remember who said it, um, said that they thought it would be too confusing for for players or so, something like that. So, you know, they didn't add it to the game because they didn't think it fit in the game. And we never got an official Arceus release. By the way, I think I've said this in the past. Um, I'm going to be referring to Arceus as Arceus and not Arceus. Arceus is the way that I say it. I know that it's probably wrong, uh, but Arceus is the way that I pronounce it. And I just, I can't get it out. I can't, I can't stop saying it. So Arceus is how you're going to have to deal with me saying it for, and I'm probably going to say Arceus quite a lot in this episode. So prepare yourself for that. Um, but yeah, so uh, in Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, you can get access to the Azure Flute. You can get Arceus. Um, if you have a save file in uh, Legends Arceus, completed all missions and captured Dialga and Palkia, um, I believe missions just means the main story. Because, like, the the requests are the normal things. The missions are just the the main story. So if you completed the main story and captured Dialga slash Palkia, um, and you got the Pokedex, and defeated the Leaf or in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, you can get access to Arceus. <laughs> it can't be shiny, too. I've seen people already shiny hunting it, which is insane to me. That's crazy. Like, it just came out, and people are already getting shiny Pokemon. So, yeah, that uh, that happened. Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl released that update, so I'm probably going to have to go and do that um, to get Arceus in that game. Because, again, first time getting Arceus in, like, an official non-event uh, portion of the game, which is very exciting. Pokemon Go has a new update coming out soon called Lush Jungle. Uh, the event is a Lush Jungle-themed event and is due to run from March 22nd, which is in, like, four days, uh, to March 29th, local time, and it introduces Fomantis, Lurantis, and Tapu Lele into the game. So we're, we're in the Alolan update right now. Things are finally, uh, you know, Alola Pokemon are coming. And, of course, right now, as you said, it, it, it introduces Fomantis, Lurantis, and Tapu Lele into the game, as well as Shiny Cottony. Special research themed around Akala Island will become available for all players. Timed research focus on grass type Pokemon will be available. Uh, Metapod, Paris, Execute, Pinsir, Hoot Hoot, Pseudo Hoodo, Cottony, Ferrisseed, and Fomantis will be in the wild. There's a bunch of other stuff like some times, some raids, everything like that. But uh, the next in the Alola update, which is exciting, oh, I love when a new generation gets added to Pokemon. They get they do Pokemon Go. They do so many like big events, which is like a bunch of Pokemon. It's fun. 
I don't know if you can tell, but I'm sort of I'm sort of rushing through this. Not I'm I'm you know I'm trying not to go uh, too fast, but obviously I want to get to the reason why we're all here, which is the uh, <laughs> which is Legends Arceus. But um, Pokemon Masters EX has one pretty much like one new thing, uh, and it even comes with a video on YouTube. Uh, showing off the new sync pair of Serena and Zygarde, where Serena is wearing her um, uh, Sig- Signa suit. Sorry, I always want to say Sigma. It's Signa. Signa? I don't even know how to pronounce that. There's been like a couple of those in the past, and they're just like really like it looks like she's. We- it looks really good, by the way. She's wearing. A like green and black suit that looks like Zygarde, uh, which is which is sick. <laughs> she, it looks really good. Um, but the the Signa suit are like the last one we've had was like uh, Leon and Eternatus, and he was wearing something that kind of looked like Eternatus. Um, and this time around, she's wearing a suit that looks like Zygarde. Simple as that. Uh, I don't know exactly what these do in game. The event is called Verdant Guardian. She literally is just Green Guardian, which is funny. Um, but yeah, there's a new event. It runs from March 17th, 2022. I assume that means it starts then. So right now you are, uh, you are, it is available to get in Pokemon Masters EX. There is a brand new Pokemon in Pokemon Unite. I genuinely cannot... Uh, genuinely cannot remember if I talked about this last time, but Duraludon is in the game now, which is such a cool inclusion in Pokemon Unite. Like, man, Pokemon Unite really be adding cool Pokemon into Unite. Like, I love, I love the choices they make. Like, who would have guessed Duraludon in this game? You know what I mean? Man, man, it's, it's cool, but... Uh, Duraludon is in the game. He's a ranged attacker. He's a physical attacker. What do some of his moves do? Prevent his passive is prevents the Pokemon from being thrown or shoved. Oh my god, that is uh, insane! It goes on cooldown once it's triggered. Interesting. That makes sense. He's very large. <laughs> um, reduces the damage the user moves receives for a short time. Laser focus. Interesting that that's what like what that move does. Flash Cannon, uh, Dragon Pulse, Metal Claw, Dragon Tail. Sorry, is this a special? Oh, no, they're all physical. Okay, I was like, why? <laughs> uh, Stealth Rock is the final one, is the one of the two. Has the user create a field of levitating stones by hurling a stone to the designated area? The field deals damage over time to opposing Pokemon in the area of effect. Decreases their movement for a short while. It's sort of like... um. Interesting. I guess there's not really an example of that. Um, maximum of two uses can be... Ref- oh, wow. So, like, you can use this move and, like, just lob it in two different spots. His Unite move is Revolving Ruin. Has the I'm going to, like, actually review and, like, look at Pokemon that I released in Unite, by the way. That's I realized that I hadn't done that before, um, but I do want to do that now. Uh has the user spin, firing a beam of light at the ground in a sweeping circle around it. If the beam hits an opposing Pokemon, it deals damage, grants a user a shield, and then adds the user, increases the user's attack for a short time. 
Built the shield and effect. Built the shield effect and the attack increased or strengthened. The more the opposing Pokemon are hit by the beam of light. Damage is dealt to any opposing Pokemon in the area of effect after the beam of light is fired. Okay. There's a burning ring that of light. Burning ring is left where the beam of light touched the ground and opposing Pokemon that touch this burning ring take damage. So it's this this guy just makes so many area of effects. Like Dragon Pulse is also an area of effect. Man, this guy loves making area of effects. <laughs> just like big things that people cannot walk into. It seems like he's going to be um, very, very, or I guess he is. He's literally in the game. Similar to Cramorant, where he's like a area deny tool. But like even more than Cramorant, because he actually just like puts stuff down. Interesting. Well, you know, new Pokemon. I'm always happy to see a, a weird pick. <laughs> um, but of course, with Pokemon Unite updates come, uh, new Hollowware. So this is the new Hollowware speed round, name patent pending, name, name work in progress right now. Um, but it's where we look at all of the new Hollowware and boy, howdy, they, they, they release Hollowware like every, every two days, every two seconds, there's a new Hollowware. <laughs> uh, first up, hip hop memo swine, which man, he's got like the drip. He's got like a big hoodie on. I need to know. I need to know who Mamoswine's tailor is because that is like the largest hoodie maybe ever. You could you could have like three or four adult people just like snuggle up into this guy's hoodie. <laughs> um, also like a like a hat and like a like a headset again like the largest headset of all time. Does he even have ears? He doesn't even have ears. It's just for looks. Don't be fooled by by Mamoswine. He's not actually listening to music. He's 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 fooling you. He's trying to deceive you. He doesn't even have ears to listen to them. Um, but he's got the drip. That's all I gotta say. Next up, reporter Gengar. <laughs> huh? Oh my god. He's okay. He's got glasses on and a and a camera behind him. That is adorable. I, you know, I don't know if I necessarily would want Gengar as my reporter, but like, I mean, I, you know, I guess I don't, I, ne- I guess I necessarily don't have to, uh, to judge him. He's not like, do it. He's just reporting. I don't know. Uh, next, Space Style Cinderace, which is one that we had a while ago for like Gengar and stuff. These are, these are my live reactions, by the way. I haven't seen most of these, especially Cinderace, uh, Space Style. Oh, meh. Well, that's pretty boring. I sort of expected something a little bit more extravagant for Cinderace, but I am kind of glad that we have something else that isn't just, like, the super expensive uh, Battle Pass one that people spent, like, $100 on on when the game came out. Um, No longer is it just, like, a flex to have... um, (laughs) to have the the captain style. Now you can have a a little jacket on. That's all it is. It's a little, like, hoodie. It's a little jacket for Cinderace. It's cute! She's also got like a garter around her leg, I guess, like a, or like a, you know, like just like a strap around her leg. I'm not really sure why. Um, I don't know what kind of, I don't know what kind of, uh, support that would give on a space station or in space, but to each their own, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, it's cute. It's just like, you know, it's, it's a little less extravagant, but I suppose Cinderace needs them. I didn't realize that this is Cinderace's first like non 
premium Holloway. So, you know, sure thing. Um, Ruins style Lucario. No, I'm going to, first I'm going to do punk, punk style Machamp. Um, oh, is there no art for them yet? Hold on. Machamp punk style doesn't have, he doesn't have a picture. Hold on. Punk style Machamp. Oh, okay. There's pictures online. Thank God. So he's got a leather jacket on. That's literally like it. But wow, he's cute. <laughs> he's just got like a, he's just got like a big purple and black leather jacket on. Oh, and some and some wrist. Uh, sorry, some ankle, like bracelets that have spikes on them. He doesn't have them on his on his like giant. You know his arms, the things that he's known for. Uh, he has two little ankle bracelets that are spiked. <laughs> He's got like a little pin, a little lock on it, like hanging from his, uh, hanging from his leather jacket, reminiscent of like Jotaro from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. It's the first thing that comes in mind. And granted, I've been like watching Jojo, but I don't know. He's, he's cute. All right. Ruin style Lucario. Oh, okay. I like this one. So he's got the like Egyptian drip is what I'll say. He's got like, you know, golden, he's got like a golden thing around his waist that hangs down in between his legs. He's got like golden circlets around his, around his thighs. He's got like all kinds of bracelets and golden things around his arms. His like weird aura sensors that are behind his head, like his dreads. Um, and he's got this, like this green, fabric that's sort of like he's got like a chest piece he's got so much going on he's even got like a thing hanging in front of his face shaped like a pokeball it's he's all he's all kind of dripped out with like sort of egyptian in, inspired drip is the only word that i can use for it <laughs> um it looks really cool this i think this is the premium one if i'm uh, if I had to guess, I think it's part of the new battle pass because it's he's sort of in the picture that I found. He's like standing behind like this, um, this like Egypt, like this Egyptian ruins because he's got because, you know, usually the battle pass characters have like this, this like set behind them. So I think that he's like the premium battle pass skin, but it looks great. It looks really cute. Well, I, that wasn't really much of a speed round, but still new Holloway. More to come in the future, I'm sure. Um, let's move on. Next up, we have uh, some stuff for the TCG. A lot of the TCG stuff is getting is becoming a little bit more um, relevant nowadays. Uh, maybe it's just because I like talking about it. <laughs> there is a new TCG coming out called Astral Radiance. Let's take a look. Pokemon Company International have revealed their new set, the equivalent of the above set. What are you talking about? Uh, the set is to be called Astral Radiance and is due for release on May 27th, 2022. This set contains over 180 cards, including three Radiant Pokemon, new cards based around shiny Pokemon. Cool. The expansion will also include a special trainer gallery subset of 30 cards with artwork featuring fan favorite trainers and Pokemon. Cool. Is there a card list? 
There's not a card list. That makes sense. It's not even out yet. I like the... Uh, I really like the... Um, the logo it's it's like it's like 80s it looks like the it looks like that 80s meme that was going around where it's like uh it's like the like the 80s like font generator you know what i mean where people were people were doing like stupid stupid uh stupid like jokes and stupid like text with the with the 80s font it looks just like that <laughs> I like it. It looks really cool. It, like it almost looks like it's a reference to it. It even has like the vaporwave sunset in the like in the corner. They knew what they were doing when they were when they were designing this. I I see you. Anyway, remember uh, last episode when I talked about the Pokemon Go TCG? Uh, well, they are. It's here. Well, they have a... Sorry, I shouldn't say that. That's just clickbait. The Pokemon Company International have provided details on the Pokemon Go trading trading card game set. This set is due for release on July 1st as part of special collections with more products being released as the year continues. And we have images of them. Oh, they're they're different based on the... uh, they're different based on the uh, the the different teams. They have different. They so we have we don't we don't know any of the cards yet. Um, but we have different uh, sets based on the um, on the teams. Six booster packs. It comes in like a box based on uh, instinct, mystic, and valor. With like a little tin, it's got like one trainer promo, which I imagine is probably the team leader. Six booster packs in the uh, in the um, in the in the box in the set. Interesting. So we don't know any of the cards or anything like that, but we do know now uh, that there are going to be different sets based on the the team leaders, which is cool. And also like a little pin. Oh, there's a little pin that goes with it. Oh, that's real. Oh, that's really cool. There's like a little metal pin that goes with it. Oh, ooh, it's pretty. I'm assuming that's what that is. It looks like one. Oh, I'm hoping it's like a little metal pin. Oh, I om- I'm like really tempted to buy one just for the pin. <laughs> like the pin is cool. Maybe we'll see. Maybe I'll um maybe I'll spend a little bit of money and maybe I'll maybe I'll open it on EvoCast. I'll open all the card packs on EvoCast. I don't know if um. July 1st. I mean, that's a long ways away. Oh, if I remember to. Someone remind me. If you're listening to this episode and it's like close to July and I have and you know, and I haven't talked about it in a little while, please tell me. <laughs> uh, I'll tr- I'll see if I can remember. Genuinely, I think I think that that would be f- something fun to do on EvoCast. I want to do more card openings on EvoCast. I'm trying to get into a habit of like whenever I go out somewhere, I look uh, for Pokemon card packs to open like so I can open them on the podcast, but I, I, every time I go somewhere, they're out. I've been going to Target recently, like, so many times, and they're always out of, of Pokemon cards. They're so popular right now, which sucks, but it's fine. I'll try to remember next time I go somewhere, uh, and I, you know, maybe I'll make it, maybe I'll make it a second. Every two weeks for a Pokemon card pack, that's not really that bad of a, uh, an idea. We'll see. 
Uh, can't promise anything, of course, but uh, I will try. I do really enjoy opening card packs. It's like the like the most fun thing about the TCG. <laughs> but when the time comes, I'll probably do an opening of of these of these special box with the pin and whatnot. Um, I'll try to get my hands on one when it comes out. Um, but until then, that's what we know about the Pokemon Go TCG. Merch time. Do you like how I? Do you like how I? How I? Uh, Announce that there. That's something I'm workshopping. <laughs> Trying to be as as annoying and boorish as possible. You know, wake you up. You might be you might be falling asleep 24 minutes into the episode. I wanted to just get you get you riled up with uh, merch. <laughs> Listen, if there's anything that you should care about in Pokemon, it's the physical things that you can buy. Forfeit all material possessions. To Pikachu. Sorry, not not even forfeit all material possessions. Give yourself new material possessions and then forfeit them. So it's you know that's where the merch comes in. That's how that's how you do the demonic sacrifice in order to make Sprigatito stay on four legs. You see? Do you get it? Okay. Anyway, first up, there is a Lucario figure. This is uh, my merch. My merch personally. My official merch. Um, <laughs> the way that I do merch is I get it from Pokey Jungle at Pokey Jungle on Twitter. Thank you, Pokey Jungle. Um, first up, Jazzwares has created a 13 inch deluxe collector figure, which includes lighting, lighting effects. Sorry. It's like, I, I didn't even, I didn't even read this at first. So there's okay. New, new Lucario figure with fancy lighting. That's always fun. Um, 54. said to be released this fall bone emoji thank you pokey jungle very cool um so we don't actually it's not actually out yet (laughs) um but it is like the tweet said going to be available in the fall so look forward to that it's very cool it looks good i'm i'm interested to see the lighting effects i don't you know i realize i don't actually know how big this thing is i guess 13 inch that's huge but like that's not the majority of the picture of the figure, you know, because there's like a huge aura effect. You know, actually, that is pretty. That is pretty big. I see why now. I see now that it why it's uh, fifty five dollars. This thing is is huge, and also lights up. There is a huge bundle of Piplup related. Hold on, let's get this up. Piplup related merchandise. It's called Baby. Blue eyes. Sorry, the fla- it's based on the flower baby blue eyes. I think the merch line is called baby blue eyes. <laughs> um, it includes. Okay, this is going to be a lot of things. It's only available in Japan, as far as I can tell. Goes on sale in Japan on March twelfth. Okay, so it's already out. Got it. So it is. So it's already out in Japan. <laughs> Once again, there are means of uh, actually like getting things shipped from Japan. So don't be, don't be perturbed by this. If you really want this stuff, I'm sure that there's some way of getting it shipped from Japan. Um, but there's things like glasses as in drink glasses that change color when you fill them with water, like tea things, tea, uh, plates, tea cups, tea pots, accessories and jewelry box. There's like, jewelry little piplup jewelry it's all very ornate with like piplup 
and Blue Flowers. There's Swablu on it every so often. Vivian. Oh my god, these are really cute. There's a bag with, uh, like, Piplup on it, obviously. Pouches. Pip. There's so many things. <laughs> my my pop filter maybe not be working very well. I apologize, but I've said Piplup more than I ever will in this in this in this podcast. Um, <laughs> man, it's it's also pretty. Look it up if you. I can't really describe it in words, but look it up if you if you really are interested. Um, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, I really really like the the style. I mean, it's like it's it's better quality than I think like any Pokemon merch that I've seen so far. It's really, really nice. And it's featuring such a cute Pokemon. <laughs> Next up is a spray duck. <laughs> um, and yes, that is like exactly what you, what you think it is. It's actually, it's a, it's a, so it's a teapot based on the spray duck in, uh, in, I believe heart cold, still silver. Or Diamond and Pearl. It's literally a Psyduck teapot that looks like looks like a Psyduck, <laughs> and it's it's a teapot. the The stuff comes out of his it comes out of his beak. His head comes off. Poor thing. Uh, is super cute. I really really like this thing. <laughs> if you want to get a teapot that is in it sort of looks uh very similar to the Spray Duck in Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, there you go. Um, it goes on sale in Japan in April again, Japan. I'm sure you can get things shipped into the U S I, you know, I don't actually know if that's a hundred percent true, but, um, there might be, there might be ways of getting it. I apologize if there's not, um, but I've seen people talking about getting things shipped from Japan to the U S. Um, that's why I talk about so many things from Japan on this podcast, but you know, whatever. Next is the Pokemon Photogenique. If I'm pronouncing that right, it is probably French. Pokemon Photogenique Easter. Might just be photogenic. <laughs> it's spelt, it's, it's, you know, it looks like photogenic, but it's spelt fancy like in French. So I'm going to pronounce it like I am French. Um, so this is the, this is, uh, part of the Easter 2022 collection, which I will be covering in a second here. Uh, but specifically, oh my God, there's so many things. There are, um, there's a bunch of plushies and I know we haven't gotten to the plushie section yet, but I'm going to talk about these here. Oh my God. They're so cute. They're all dressed up in little cute little costumes. Oh my God. Okay. So there's Pikachu. Dressed up in like a cute little hat with blush. She's blushing. Sorry, is this a is this a woman? There's no tail. I can't tell. Um, there's Mimikyu who has a little top hat and a monocle and a bow, and he's and he's wearing it like like you know like he would like he would he would fake it, not over his actual eyes but over his fake eyes like a like a true gentleman. Um, there's Az Azumarill. Wearing a little sun hat. Uh, Baneri wearing a little, a little, you know, a little capelet with like some, some flowers in her hair. There's Happiny who's wearing, oh, they're keychains. I didn't even notice that these are keychains. There are, I think there's larger versions and, okay. So the, the Pikachu and the Mimikyu ones have keychain versions, but they also have plush versions. 
Um, but the, and the rest of these are keychain versions. So they're pretty big. I mean, they're plush, but they're they're pretty large. Um, Leafeon wearing a little like a little hoodie or like a you know not really necessarily a hoodie like a like a hooded uh like ribbon around her around her neck. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. They're all adorable. They even comes with they even come with little portraits, little little um charms with pictures of the pokemon on them that both are keychains and also stands that can sit on your desk and they're just drawn illustrations of all the pokemon and oh my god they're so cute this is like this might genuinely be one of the cutest things you've ever seen i really want the pikachu one is this only in japan hold on Photo Genie. I'm going to spell it like that. Hopefully it'll come up. Yeah, here we go. Oh, please tell me. Oh, it's in Japan. It's only in Japan, is it? Please don't tell me it's only in Japan. Oh, dang. Uh, oh, Pokemon Center 2022 Leafeon. They're very cute. People really like them. It seems like it's only... They're expensive. <laughs> um... It's, oh, I don't know. Hold on. Let me look this up. They are on sale now. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, they're on sale. Oh, my God. The Pikachu is only $20. <laughs> oh, you can. Oh, you're I'm pre-ordering it. Should I buy this right now? Probably like, no, I definitely shouldn't. Can I get the ship to the U.S.? Hold on. Oh, yeah, okay. Shipping is really expensive. Because it's shipping to the U.S. Well, it's good that I that I know that I could ship it to the U.S., but I'm not spending $33 on this, unfortunately, as much as I want to. <laughs> uh... I don't have that kind of money right now, especially because I'm graduating college in a couple months. Uh, no. I'm sorry, photogenic, photogenic Pikachu. I am not getting you today. That's so sad. <laughs> At least they're cute. Hold on, there's more to this set. There's, like, charms. There's a picture frame. There's wall stickers. Oh, my God, they all have their own little frames. There's accessory case that looks like an egg like a like a what are those eggs called where they're like super fancy in like old victorian times oh my god there's charms there's jewelry earrings necklaces bags cloth bags like silken cloth bags makeup brushes with the with and they're on it they're on each of the makeup brushes. Oh my god. Stationery? A book? Oh, it's a book-shaped box. Okay. Snacks that come in a book-shaped box. Oh my god. It's unknown whether the plushies will come to the U.S. Canadian Pokemon Center. Yeah, yeah, they're selling them, uh, but they're already gone. So they are being sold to the U.S. These ones in particular. Some of them are already gone. Oh my god, they're so cute. I'm gonna die. They're so adorable. 
These are like genuinely some of the best best design merch I've ever seen. I take it back. The Piplup uh, has been dethroned. This is amazing. These are super cute. I've talked about these for way long. I'm s- way too long. I'm so sorry. Oh my god, they're so cute. <laughs> look up the the photogenique, or just look up like the Easter 2022, or you can go on Poke Jungle to look these up. Uh, you know, f- imagine the word photogenic but in French. That's how you. That's how you look them up. Um. Oh, this set is adorable. Sorry, I'm not gonna dwell on this for too much longer. I just can't. I just can't get over how 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 good these are. Well, there you go. And we're immediately gonna go into it again with the 2022 plushies. Sorry, I guess I should reiterate. This is plentiful plushies, where we talk about plushies. <gasps> wait, wait, no, I I misread. They're on, oh my god, they're on, they're on the Canadian, sorry, they're on, they're on the Canadians, what I just said, they're on the Pokemon Center. There's a new, there was a new post a couple days later, and they're on the Pokemon Center, they're a little, they're a little overpriced. They're, they're priced up, which makes sense, but the, the plushes came to the Pokemon Center, they're sold out right now. Um... Oh no, no, they're not they're not they're not priced up. I was just looking at the wrong thing. They're there, they're here. I could buy the Pikachu plush for twenty dollars. But it's but it's but it's sold out. <laughs> also the Pokemon Center is giving me Um They're give it's giving me an error that they're doing maintenance right now. So obviously they don't want me to buy it. But well, okay. Can I put this on like alerts or something so I can get Notified when it gets back in. Get email updates. Yes, actually, I'm gonna do that. Okay. Anyway, so they're here. They're they're on the U.S. and Canadian Pokemon Center, and I assume the U.K. one as well. Question mark. Uh. So yeah, there you go. Oh well, that that's exciting. I'm gonna keep out. I'm gonna keep a lookout for those. Maybe I'll order one like next next episode or something. Next episode is gonna be out a little earlier probably, um, because I still ha- I still have to catch up for lost time, but. Oh man, I'm very glad that those are those are available. They're still technically in in plentiful plushies because we are talking about plushies. <laughs> They're plushies. The plushies are available, not the um, not anything else, unfortunately. Just the plushies right now and the keychains. Uh, but hopefully, the other stuff gets added because they're very, very, very cute. All right, next up for plentiful plushies is the Dratini GameStop exclusive. Um, to GameStop, GameStop exclusive Dratini link, uh, link, Dratini plushie, uh, which can be pre-ordered using Poke Jungle's affiliate link. Well, good for them. There's a little bit of self, uh, self-promotion. There's a little bit of promotion for Poke Jungle. If you go to their, uh, if you go to their Twitter page, scroll down to when, about March 2nd, 2022, you can buy, you can pre-order the Dratini plushie, uh, the GameStop one. For fourteen ninety nine, with shipping, and probably tax, but still, isn't that worth it? I think so. You can get your hands on GameStop Dratini. He's so adorable. Who is this southern man that I've been possessed with? Who really likes Dratini? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, last one, one more, one more plentiful plushie. Not, not, not too plentiful this time around, but it's okay. They're, they're, you know. Not necessarily plentiful plushies this time around, but they're very high quality. Quality over quantity. 
Is there a word for like really good quality? Premium? Premium plushies? Premium plushies. There you go. <laughs> Last but certainly not least is uh, another Japan exclusive. You're welcome. Uh, there's a giant Pikachu plush. Oh my god. Oh, I see. Um, I'm reading this for the first time. Getting get sort of a live reaction this time around. Um, it's a uh, there there in 2018. There was a giant Pikachu cushion. I might have actually talked about this on EvoCast. I don't know. Um, it's back. It's in stock again. Uh. You can buy it over on MechaJapan.com for $100. Sorry, $100.50. I suppose it's probably because of, like, conversion rate. Wow. $100.50. If it was just $100, that would be fine. But $100.50, that's outrageous. Um, It's a giant Pikachu cushion. Like this thing is as large. This thing is larger than a toddler. Like there's a there's a girl holding it in her hands, and it goes down from like her knees to her neck. It's so big. This thing is larger than a toddler. It's a little bit smaller, I would say, than like a large dog, but it's coming close. If you want a large dog-sized Pikachu in your home, it's back. The one from 2018 is back. Again, you can go to MechaJP, MechaJapan.com, um, and buy this. It's sort of a, um, like a promotion from PokeJungle. They, they're, uh, I think they're like, I think they're sort of sponsored, sponsoring each other. MechaJapan, MechaJP, at MechaJP, that's Mecha with two Cs. Um, you can buy things from Japan from their website, MechaJapan with two Cs, hyphen, Mecha-Japan.com, not sponsored, just promoting for Pokemon fans all across the world <laughs> to buy things from, from that are that are Japan exclusive. I know uh, I talk a lot of things. I, I talk about a lot of plushies that are, or a lot of things in general that are Japan exclusive. So there you go. If you want to have a large dog-sized Pikachu in your home, go to Mecha-Japan.com and you can get one. Not sponsored. Last but finally not least, before we get into the into some of the more the more you know the things you're used to, uh, there's some promo codes today. There's not one of them is not actually a promo code. One of them is just a uh, you can go to GameStop. <laughs> Let's look this up. Hold on. Um, if you go to GameStop or if you're in the UK, Game in all caps, which I'm assuming is a store. <laughs> Um, in Belgium and the Netherlands, it's from Game Mania, and in France, it's on, it's in Micromania, or just GameStop if you're in, uh, or Germany and Italy as well as the U.S. You can get uh, Hisuian Growlithe distribution, which is I don't really, I mean, like, you can just catch those like really easily, um, and twenty feather balls. Not really that great of a distribution, if I'm being honest. I mean, if it was shiny. Maybe that would be a little bit more interesting, but like that's not. It's just it's just a growlithe. Anyway, uh, but there is actually a promo code for you today. It's it says uh, it's thanks for your help. T H X, the let the number the letter four, <laughs> the number four, uh, your, which I think is a zero in your. So it's T H X four 
Y zero, you are help in all caps. Um, it's available until March 31st. So, um, if you're listening to this, bef- you know, before March 31st, there you go. Um, you get a, you get five grit pebbles, five rare candy and five star pieces. Now, it's not time to talk about Legends Arceus. Instead, it's time to talk about everyone's favorite segment, where we talk about a random Pokemon every single episode. I promise we'll be getting there soon. But first, we have to talk about Pokemon number 698. I'll give you a second to guess this. I would be surprised if anyone knew this one. It's pretty close to 700, so like maybe someone knows it. Um... You know, like the two people on Earth with like an encyclopedic knowledge of every Pokemon Pokedex number. I know a couple of them, mostly because I like them. Like I know Glaceons. I know like some of the big ones, like number 69, 666, 100, you know, things like that. Um, But today's Pokemon, number 698, is Amora. Amora is a dual-type rock ice fossil Pokemon introduced in Generation 6. It is resurrected from a sail fossil and evolves into Aurorus when leveled up at night, starting at level 39. I didn't actually know it was at night. I don't think I've ever evolved one of these things. Is Tyrantrum during the day, or is that just like a special thing that happens? It is the day. I didn't, that's, I did not know that. (laughs) That is a weird little gimmick that they have. Um, Amora has abilities Refrigerate, and Snow Warning as its hidden ability. It is an 87.5% male ratio, or sorry, 87.5% male, 12.5% female ratio. It is 4 foot 3, or 1.3 meters, and 55.6 pounds, or 25.2 kilograms. That is a big, uh, whatever you are, dinosaur. That's a big, you know, it's a little bit of a, um, an oxymoron to say that it's a that it's a big dinosaur it's like the opposite of an oxymoron it's like you would expect it to be big because it's a dinosaur but like it's bigger than you think it would be because it's like it's small i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> it's tiny but like it's still bigger than i thought it would be anyway what do we got going on let's look at let's like start off with the pokedex entry this ancient pokemon was restored from part of its body that had been frozen in ice for over 100 million years. This calm Pokemon lived in a cold land where there were no violent predators like Tyrantrum. I mean, I do appreciate that uh, the fossil Pokemon of Gen 6 were dinosaurs. I think that's cool. I think that makes sense. I really like... Man, fossil Pokemon are so cool. Because we have, like, the Gen 1 fossils, which are, like, ancient, like... Uh, bugs, I suppose. We have the Gen 3 fossils, which are ancient plants, and, like, uh, you know, Armaldo is kind of a bug, I guess. Um, Gen 5, more traditional animals, turtles, bird, and then we have dinosaurs in Gen 6. I like that. Oh, and Gen 4. Uh, I guess Gen 4 are kind of dinosaurs, but when I think of dinosaurs, I think of Aurorus and Tyrantrum. So I like that uh, Gen 6 went a little bit more with, like, traditional dinosaurs. I think they're cool. We literally have a T-Rex and, like, a, like, a, whatever this is called, a Brontosaurus. I don't know if that's actually true. They'll, hold on, I can just look at the page that I'm on. 
It's based on the Amargasaurus, which are speculated to have skin cell extensions on their vertebral spines. According to designer Hitoshi Ariga, the decision was made to design a sauropod Pokemon to pair with Tyrantium's evolutionary line, and Amargasaurus were chosen as a base design to differentiate it from other long-necked dinosaur Pokemon like Lapras, Meganium, or Dino. Amora also shares its traits with various other species like Dip- Diplo. Oh my God! Hold on, Diplo Docoidea. Diplo Docoidea. What is this? We're learning dinosaur facts today on Extreme EvoCast. Diplodocadia is a super family of sauropod dinosaurs. Are sauropods like Brontosaurus? Yes. Yes. That is exactly what they are. Uh, Which included some of the longest animals of all time. This is such a funny sentence. Some of the longest animals of all time. Including slender giants like Supersaurus. Sorry, there's a there's a poke. I almost said Pokemon. Is that dinosaur called Supersaurus? Okay, and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna fall into a rabbit hole if I don't stop this right here and then. Um, the color changing sails on its head are often based on auroras. Obviously, you know it's ice type. It's aurora. It's literally is it the aurora Pokemon? It's the tundra Pokemon. Why? Why isn't the the Aurora Pokemon? Aurorus is also the Tundra Pokemon. Its name is Aurorus. Anyway, um, Pokedex entries. What else we got? What else we got about what? What else we got about Amora? Uh, it is lived. It, it lived in cold areas in ancient times. It's said when Amora whinnies, Aurora Aurorus appear. Auroras appear in the night sky. Sorry, whinnie. Is that the sound that dinosaurs make? Horse sounds? What is a whinny? Is that just like a general sound for like animals? A gentle high-pitched neigh. Yeah, of a horse. Are you telling me this thing whinnies like a horse? We're just gonna we're just gonna go past that. Amora was restored successfully, but it is not expected to live long because of the heat of the current environment. That is sad. I don't. You know, this is making me sad, both in the fact that they will die and also because they whinny like a horse. I just close the tab. <laughs> it's a sign that I should just stop right here and then. Anyway, I like Amora. I really like Amora and Aurora. So they're some of my favorite, mostly because I'm a, I'm a little bit biased because I really like Ice type. Um, but, and they're the first ice type fossil Pokemon. I like fossil, I like all the fossil Pokemon. I think they're cool. Um, I am a little bit more, uh, privy to Ty- Tyrantrum just because uh, I think it's sick. <laughs> uh, but Aurora and Amora are fine. I think they're, de- I think their designs are solid. I think that they're, I think that they're well fitted for, for what they are. Um, is there any trivia about this Pokemon? Amora has some similarities with Tyrant. Both are rock-type Pokemon introduced in Generation 6 with a base stat total of 362 and evolved starting at level 39. You know, they make, I mean, they make sense. They're, they're parallels. They're literally two fossil Pokemon. Most of the fossil Pokemon tend to be parallels to each other. I'm not surprised by that at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's, let's get through this quickly. Shiny Amora. Oh, what? Whoa. Okay, hold on. 
I'm going to need some context here. What does Shiny Aurorus look like? It's kind of the same. Okay. So, for okay, I'm, I'm going to use the same context here for you as, as it just helped out for me. So, imagine Aurorus, okay? It has... It's blue. It's a, it's a dinosaur, first of all. It's got the yellow sails. The sails don't change color. But it does have this, like, this white belly that goes down its, its, be- it goes down its, its neck and goes to its belly. And in the shiny form, these colors are swapped. The white belly becomes the whole body and the belly becomes the blue, which is really cool. But we're not here to talk about Aurora's, we're here to talk about Amora. And Amora, similarly, just takes the 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 white of the belly and uh and and you know makes it the whole color but it doesn't have a belly to make blue okay it does i changed my mind it does have a belly it does have a white belly but it's it's hard to see in the in the original thing so if, essentially what it looks like is that the entire thing just becomes a bright white which you know when it comes to being like a tundra Pokemon, it makes a lot of sense that this would that it would survive, <laughs> and that shiny Pokemon. I'm surprised that the, that the the original form isn't the shiny form. It's really cool. It works really well. There's not many times where a shiny Pokemon is just this like bright white. It's really really jarring to me, um, and its eyes are green too, which is cute. I like that its eyes become like a like a seafoam green. I really like this one a lot, genuinely. I'm going to give this like an 8 out of 10. I think this deserves an 8. You know what? I'm going to say, I think this deserves a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10 for my shiny rating for Amora. I think this is, I think it's, I think it's sick. I think it's really cool. We don't get to see many shinies that are just like a bright, stark white. The only other one I can think of is like mega shiny Gengar. You know? So, kudos. I, I like this one a lot. It looks really cool. All right. It's time. Legends Arceus. I'm opening the game so I can so I can show you my my team, which is I think what I'm just going to talk about first by the way, my my experience with the game. Again, so this is going to be I'm going to turn my switch down. I'm, this is going to be a review partially. I remember I'm not a critic. I'm not I don't usually review games. Uh, I don't actually really talk about games very much. Like I, I don't actually review games like a like a traditional critic. I just talk about games is what I meant to say. Um, so do not expect this to be a very coherent thing. <laughs> I simply just want to talk about Legends Arceus because I think it's a fantastic game and I had a really, really good time with it. Um, first of all, my team. My team... Uh, throughout the entirety of the game until I beat until I beat the game. By the way, spoilers for Legends Arceus. <laughs> my team was um, originally I was going to use my starter, which was uh, Oshawott. I chose Oshawott. I was originally going to use Samurott until I found my first shiny, um, which was a 
Uh, Random Shiny, just like in the game, I found it in the Cobalt Coastlands, and it was a Floatzel. And she is the very first member of my team right now. The highest level Pokemon that I own, her name is Melbourne. Um, I also used, um, so I already like sorted them into my living decks. I did do a living decks, by the way, and I completed it successfully. I have every Pokemon there in, you know, in the, in the, in the living decks completely. Um, I'm going to go through the living decks and see if I can find my team members. I had a, a, uh, Hisuian Lilligant named Orchi, Orchi. O-R-C-H-I-E. Supposed to be based on Orchard, so I guess it's Orchi. Um, I had a Porygon Z named Abora. I had... Oh boy, this is going to be hard to find all my team members. I apologize. Ha, I had a, uh, a shiny Skuntank named Gladys, which was the next shiny that I caught. Fun fact... Uh, I caught Gladys, my shiny skunk tank, and then I managed to catch two more completely randomly. I have three shiny skunk tanks, and I don't know why. <laughs> I also used a Alpha Blissey on my team named Steph with an E at the end of it. And then, last but not least, I used a Yon Mega named platy obviously the the team compositions in this game it, it really was not that important um then again <laughs> uh so again immediately spoilers for the end of the game uh i was extremely overpowered when i got to both the final fight with dialga palkia and also the volo fight at the the in the post game uh so like you know it was a pretty easy battle for me both of them i mean every every battle in this game was not very hard um and the reason behind that is because i uh sort of uh i i ground i i ground i grinded a lot for um for pokemon in the beginning i i i i you know i tried to complete as much of the pokedex as i could starting out i every time i went into a new area i got new pokemon i got every new pokemon i tried to get them to 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 research level 10 i tried to do as much as i could before moving on just because that was how i enjoyed the game i liked uh the grind aspect of it i liked like you know Getting to a new area, exploring as much as I could, catching every Pokemon that I could, evolving every Pokemon that I could, and then continuing with the story when there was, like, literally nothing else I could have done. Um, and so, because of that, all my Pokemon were insanely overpowered. And I, I'm, I'm okay with that, you know? Uh, let this be sort of a, a prelude to the way that I, the way that I see this game in terms of, like, an ac- as an actual Pokemon game, but... The fun of it certainly wasn't the Pokemon battling, necessarily. I mean, it was fun. But it wasn't the reason why this game was so good, if that makes any sense. Um, it was... The reason why it was so good, spoiler alert, is the new things that they added to the game. And also the setting and the story and the characters. Um, but the battling certainly was not the top priority i didn't ever find myself you know necessarily having to do very much work in battles or 
to prepare for battles, mostly because I was overpowered, but also I just genuinely don't think that was the part of the game that was supposed to be hard or, like, important at all, genuinely. Um, I think that if they managed to make this game without Pokemon battling, I don't think it would have taken that much of a turn. I mean, obviously, that would have been ridiculous. How the hell were they going to make a Pokemon game with no battling? Um, but... I genuinely do not think that it would have made that much of a difference if they didn't. Um, other than like people just, you know, it just being a, such a fundamental part of the, of the series that it, people would ride if they didn't add it. But if this was a new game that it, that just came out, no one knew what Pokemon was beforehand. Just the collection aspect would have been enough. I, I think, I mean, like obviously there are some holes in that. I genuinely don't think it would have been as well received, but I don't think that the battling in this game is necessarily the most important part. Um, and with that, let's move on. Let, let's get let's talk about the things that make this game so good. Let's. I have a little bit of an outline here. Um, I purposefully didn't necessarily do too much uh, th- forethought. I sort of just want things to come out naturally. Um, so if it's a little bit all over the place, I apologize. This, this episode has been a long time coming and this discussion has been a long time coming. Um, it's been a good while since I've even like started playing Legends Arceus. Um, you know, I, I gave a, I gave a first look, I gave a first review. If you want to listen to that episode before we continue on, I don't blame you. Uh, two episodes ago, I did a first impressions of the game. I think, hold on, was that two episodes ago? Has it really not been that long? Has it really been like four weeks? <laughs> uh, n- yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, Legends RCS First Impressions on February 9th. So it's been like uh, like a month and a half or a month and a couple days, month and a week uh, since I gave my first impressions on the game. And you know, my first impressions of the game really haven't changed. I think that this game, first of all, I just want to say, I think this game is one of the best Pokemon games of all time. Um, obviously it is different from the rest of the, of the main series. So I don't think that it's comparable, but I think that it is one of the best games of all time in the Pokemon franchise, uh, including spinoffs and whatnot. I think that it is one of the, the, the most prominent and strong games. It's just in general. Um, and I believe that truly, I think that it is, I think that the direction that they are going in with Legends Arceus is beautiful. I'm so excited to see it. I hope that these themes continue in Pokemon Scarlet, Pokemon Violet, and I hope to God that we get more Legends games in the future. I would love to see Legends like Eternatus, you know, getting a glimpse into the past of other regions. Uh, I think that the fact that they did it with Sinnoh made so much sense. Sinnoh, I would argue, has the most lore to it uh maybe other than like johto um and like sword and shield but like it, i think that Sinnoh is probably the most iconic region when it comes to lore um i, I do i do believe that <laughs> and um i think that the fact that they did that they made the legends games based on Sinnoh makes perfect sense the first one i mean um, and I just hope that we get more Pokemon Legends games in the future. I hope that we get a glimpse into the history of other regions. I absolutely adore the style of this game. I love the old Japanese-inspired 
uh, aesthetic to the games. It's beautiful. It really, really improves the game. I guess the the review has already started. I'm sort of just going off on my own thing without following my notes. But like, first of all, I guess my the first point that I'll make is that the aesthetic of this game is gorgeous. I read them in the music, the characters, the setting, uh, the the world. It's it's really, really well done, and it really, really helps sell the the aesthetic of this game the old traditional japanese architecture the music uh just like you know the fact that you are in this old history laden world is very 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 prominent they did a fantastic jobs jobs they did a fantastic job at at uh, at selling that point um like you know the the technology and the 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 architecture is like just modern enough where it feels like they're on the verge of a breakthrough and it it really does feel like the sino region but it feels it still feels old enough where i get it you know i understand that this is like 300 400 years in the fu- in the in the past and it's really really well done uh, I think that that the setting itself is one of the biggest contenders of the game's success. I think that the style is is really really good, and it really helps move the story and the gameplay along. You know, um, there's nothing really hindering the the setting with the gameplay. Um, speaking of that, the gameplay. Uh, obviously this game is open world. This game is, uh, there's new mechanics. You can throw balls outside of battle. You can sneak around. There are different balls that you can use to cut, you know, like wing balls and feather balls. They go further heavy balls. They, they don't go further, but they catch better. I think, um, man, like I just like, I love, I love what they did with the catching mechanics. It feels so good to like just run around so many different ways of catching Pokemon. You can be aggressive, you can stealth, you can give them food, you can distract them, you can just brute force it and just like, you can, you can fight them. Of course you can traditionally, you can throw, you can throw a Pokeball at a Pokemon and battle them and catch them that way. Um, There is a little bit of an issue I would say with uh, just like in general, with first of all certain pokemon being super hyper aggressive um i think that it's i think that it it gets a little bit annoying sometimes like trying to sneak around and just having literally every single pokemon on the planet uh be aggressive towards you especially during like mass outbreaks and whatnot um i think that it's i think that like Sometimes even Pokemon that, like, have never exhibited being aggressive to you will just, like, randomly become aggressive if you stick around them for too long, which I really don't like. I, I, I you know, obviously it takes a little bit of the of the, the challenge away, but I kind of wish that there were more Pokemon that just sort of did, did nothing and just, like, chilled when you were near them, or at least ran away. The running away is manageable, but, um... Really, my only complaint with the, with the catching mechanics is that too many Pokemon were, like, hyper-aggressive. Too many Pokemon would just randomly fight you for no reason if you got too close to them. Or, you know, like, I understand that stealthing is, is a very important aspect of this game. But, like, sometimes you would stealth up to a Pokemon and it would, it would just attack you anyway. You know, uh, it certainly was not easy to uh, to sort of stealth around in this game. Which, I suppose, ups the challenge 
Um, but it ups the challenge in a way that is a little bit annoying and not in a, not in a fun way, but a little bit more of a, uh, a frustrating way for the player. Um, but overall the, 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 you know, the open world mechanics, the fact that you can, that you, that you can catch Pokemon outside of battle, crouching, throwing food, battling them normally, uh, the Pokeball physics are fantastic. I love the different inclusion of different physics and Pokeballs. Um, like, the material gathering is really well done. The item collection system, it feels so satisfying to just, like, walk around, throw a ball, throwing Pokemon at trees and rocks and having them break, and just, like, go, at the end, seeing how much how much stuff you collected. You know, just walking around collecting everything that you possibly can. Um, there's a really, really big collection aspect in this game, obviously, um, and I think that it is done very well. It's still, to this day, satisfying to just walk around and break stuff, and break trees, and collect grass on the ground, you know? Um, it, it just feels like it's all useful at some point. I've never... I've never had a feeling where, like, I've walked up to, like, you know, I collected something or, like, a Pokemon dropped something and I'm like, I literally don't need that. Everything is useful. Um, item, you know, the item crafting and stuff, I like having to craft your own things. Uh, but, boy, am I glad that you can also just buy most of this stuff in this game. I think that uh, collecting money is pretty easy. Um, collecting, because I am, listen, I'm the kind of person where in a Pokemon game... I will, I like you know, like for example, when I'm playing Legends Arceus, I have to have 200 of every Pokeball at at a time. I have to have 200 Great Balls, 200 Pokeballs, 200 Ultra Balls, 200 Heavy Balls, 200 whatever the next one is up. Um, and I do that mostly through purchasing because it's cheaper. Uh, but I just like having a good even number. And a good abundance of materials, specifically Pokeballs. Um, that's obviously, am, am I, do I need that many? No. Um, but I am, uh, that's just the way that I work. And I'm glad that the game allows me to do that. You can get money pretty easily in this game um, just by going out and doing research on things, selling things, things like that. Um, it's pretty easy. It's pretty fun. Um, yeah, the, uh, the collection system getting materials is satisfying always (laughs) it's easy to get some materials it's a you know the curve is high it's certainly not easy to get like a bunch of stuff at once but it it, if you know where to look and how to get the money for it uh anything is possible you know i like that it's a little bit more on the difficult side to just like you know going around getting items specifically for what you need to do because there's a lot of things like Sticky globs for for stunning enemies, though or enemies, Pokemon, or you know, feeding Pokemon the right food. You maybe not have some. You can you can go get some. Um, you need to know where they are, but it's not impossible. It's pretty easy to rack up a lot of of useful things that will always come in handy for like whatever you're trying to do. There's only a couple items in the game that I would say are pretty useless. Like some of the more obscure crafting recipes for like some of the food that you don't really need. Um, maybe I just didn't use them all that much, but you know, a lot of the things in this game are, it's really satisfying to just like rack up a bunch of items, you know, even if you don't use them, just seeing like the big numbers go up in your inventory is really fun (laughs) and it will, it will never get old.
All right. So, the battles. I'm going to talk about the battles right now. <laughs> Again, I never really finished this thought earlier. I apologize if this is just all over the place. I just want to talk about the game. Um, I have a general idea of what I want to talk about. I have some notes here, but um, I'm just going to be spewing information. Um, if you want a more concrete review of Legends Arceus, there are most definitely plenty on the internet. Um, I This podcast is simply just me talking about Pokemon. Simple as that. It will never be more than just that, I think. Um, so it's, it, 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 this is just me sitting in front of my computer talking about what I think about the game. Because that is what I enjoy doing. And you know what else I enjoy doing? Battling in Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, so the battle system is... Uh, it's okay. It's I mean, like, it's it's new. Which is the best thing I have to say about it. I, I, I It sounded like I was hesitant there. I didn't really know how to explain it. But I do like the new um, the new battle system. It's It's completely different, by the way. It's like... Moves do different things now. Um, like stat ups are different. Um, they only go up and down one stage, and it's like it's more so. It's like, for example, if you use Swords Dance, your attack, your offensive, uh, your offensive moves, your offensive stats go up by one stage, and they can never go up more than one stage. Um, oh, and th- so it's like things exist essentially at zero one or negative one um with 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 when it comes to boosting yourself and there's offensive and defensive so you can boost your defensive stats by negative you know you can uh, boost your defensive stats by one you can decrease your offensive stats by one um by one stage and that's it that's all you can do um they can be neutral they could be up or they could be down and it's interesting it's sort of um it's never really necessarily come into play um because like when it comes to ai and pokemon you don't necessarily see very many ais like buffing themselves to an insane amount uh anyway so it's not really a like a prevalent thing in the first place (laughs) um but I imagine it would have a little bit more value if we were doing, if this was like, you know, if there were rule sets for Legends Arceus, which there might be, like, you know, competitively. I don't think you can battle other people, but I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if Pokemon Showdown already has, like, a battle system in place for battling each other, you know, battling people with the Legends Arceus format, which is interesting. Um, I don't know. It's It's a really weird battle system because moves are changed too like i said for example stealth rock um is no longer a hazard it just sort of deals damage to things when they come out um or it it deals damage to things over time is what i meant to say um things like double hit don't hit twice but instead like oh there's so many new mechanics it's like there's one like double hit for example i think like puts puts your pokemon into a hard hitting stance which means like the next move is more powerful or something like that i don't actually know if that's true um pokemon can like become set on using a move where like if you use the same move multiple times in a row like rollout doesn't lock you into a, into itself anymore it just makes it so you deal more damage if you use it multiple times in a row it's it's really weird i don't really understand how everything works 
but it's cool. Um, I like the new direction they're going with it. I don't think that they're going to do this for Scarlet and Violet. In fact, I would be surprised if they did that for Scarlet and Violet, uh, because it's like, you know, a completely new formula that I don't think warrants that it's not warranted from a new from a mainline Pokemon game. It's not like they're improving it. They're removing features and trying new ones. And I don't think that they're going to do that for, uh, you know, Scarlet and Violet. But it, the new battle system is fun. It's interesting to play around with. It's uh, fun to essentially have something new from Pokemon in its main its main concept, which is why I like the catching mechanic so much, and which is why I think a lot of people like the catching mechanic so much. It is, the battle mechanic is the light version of the, the new refreshing content in Legends Arceus, which is the fact that, like, the formula that everyone really likes so much is improved in a way that literally everyone likes. Um, and the battle system, I wouldn't necessarily say, is improved? by the changes more so just sort of fits the fast-paced nature of the game with the strong style moves and the agile style moves you can have a little bit more variety in how you do things but I don't think that it is like insanely changed by everything by I don't think I don't think things are improved by the battle system it just sort of makes sense that things would be a little bit more a little different it's almost simpler um this i mean like you know, the speed system is is simpler too it's like it's 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 more complicated but it's also more simpler it's like more simple <laughs> um it's like speed turn order is determined by speed but it isn't set by speed you can change the turn order by using moves that make you go first or moves that make you go first instead just like make you go f further up in the turn order and like you know agile moves make you go further up strong style moves make you go further down moves like hyper beam make you move make you go lower in the in the turn order it's sort of again it keeps things a little bit more fast paced which i think is what i think is what they were going for with the new battle mechanic but I like it. I think it's an. I think it's refreshing. I think that it's interesting enough to change the way that you that you battle in in Legends Arceus. But again, I don't think that battling is prevalent enough in the story to warrant it being super impactful. Oh, okay. We're gonna. I'm gonna talk about the mounts now. <laughs> the mounts in Legends Arceus. Oh boy. So first of all, getting weirdier starting out was a treat oh my god there's nothing better than just crawling around at the speed that you do and then hopping on weird ear and just going across the land at the speed of light it changes the way you play the game um and it's good i the way that i like the thing that i like about the the mounts is that they give you weird ear starting out so it doesn't feel like you're hindered you know um, Weird Ear is universal. You can go anywhere with Weird Ear. Um, you can, you know, you can technically climb with Weird Ear. Um, obviously, there's some things that you can do that you can't do until you get Sneasler or Braviary. But like Weird Ear opens up pretty much everything to you. Um, and then over time, with the exception of Ursaluna, I'll talk about Ursaluna in a second. Um, over time, your ease of access is opened up. 
Basque Legion lets you go across the water. It's great. It lets you, you know, lets you travel to different areas that you couldn't before. Um, but it doesn't necessarily change the way that you move around. Um, Sneasler, again, like Basque Legion, lets you climb. It doesn't necessarily change the way that you get around, but it, it gives you access to some things that were priorly unavailable. But Braviary, the, the last one, they slap you on Braviary, and the world is your oyster. You do not need any other mount in this game if you have Braviary. You can just fly around, you can do whatever you want, um, you, can, you can dive, you can glide, you can hover. It's really, really nice. Um, and I like the the balance they do. You know, they give you they give you some fun. They slowly introduce you to more mechanics, like uh, you know, like swim, like like riding on water, like climbing, and then Braviary just opens up the entire game. Um, and it's great. I love flying on Braviary. Flying on Braviary is like one of the most fun things in this game. I would say uh, it's addicting. I don't go, I like, even if I have to go, like, 30 feet to the left, I'll hop on Braviary and fly there. I don't care. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, maybe I use him a little bit too much, but, like, man, I don't really have anything else to say. Uh, Sneasler and Basque Legion are simply just ways of getting around to areas that you couldn't before, but Braviary is everything. Um, and I, and I love that they wait to give you it until the very end. It makes sense they would do that. Um, but man, it's so nice, especially for just like exploring entire areas that you visited before. You know, you can just go everywhere now. You can go really fast. You can go above things, under things. You can just do whatever you want in Braviary. And it's really, really fun. Ursa Luna is fine. I didn't use Ursa Luna very much. He doesn't bring any movement to the table. He just lets you find stuff in the ground, um, which is why I didn't really consider him as like a mount. He's more of a tool. He's just a dowsing rod or like a, a dowsing machine. It, it's as simple as that. He doesn't really do anything else. You can't, you can't go anywhere new with Ursa Luna. Um, and I do like that they sort of staggered it a little bit, let you play on Weirdeer for a little bit longer than the rest of them, just because Ursa Luna doesn't actually give you any more movement access. It just, you know, just it acts as a tool, while Weirdeer is sort of, you know, your entire movement up until this point. It's well, well balanced gameplay-wise, I would say. Um, I don't really have too much to say about the NPCs and their requests, which is the next area, the next sort of plot point I have. Obviously, again, I'm not going to be able to get to everything. There's so many NPCs in this game that do wildly different things. There's different shops. There's different systems you can do. You know, there's the there's the, the bag the bagging, the guy that lets you get more bags, bag space. There's the mileage points. Um, there's the, the general store, there's the battle training area. It's like, I'm not necessarily going to talk about these things. They're not really important to the greater scale of things. I mean, like they are, they're, they all act as quality of life, ma you know, mastering moves, buying items, like even Ginter's shop is just like glorified like a gotcha thing you just like you know sometimes you get what you want sometimes you don't it's they're all quality of life so i'm not going to talk about them very much same with the requests um there's a couple of them that are important to the overarching story uh or like just generally like the gameplay the spiritomb one 
where you collect the wisps. It was fun. Uh, it was just a better version of the Diglett, uh, you know, the, the Diglett hunting thing in the Isle of Armor. I liked it. It was fun. Um, I tried to go around getting as many wisps as I could without actually using a guide, and then I gave up and I used a guide. Um, there was the shiny ponytail one. Nice. Lo- I love to see shiny Pokemon actually getting recognition from characters in the game. And that's it. That You know, there was the legendary ones for Shaman, Manaphy, Darkrai, uh, those are fine. It was just, glor- it was just a glorified go catch these Pokemon. Um, they were a little bit, a little bit on the boring side, I would say a little bit on the, on the lacking side. And that's sort of, I think how I feel about the requests in general. Um, they were variable. There was a lot of different ones, but they're all kind of boring. Um, I, I, I don't necessarily know how they would have gone about making them a little bit less boring but i i mean like they they weren't tedious doing all like 105 of them if that's how many there are i don't remember um was not boring or tedious it was just like i did it and then i was done (laughs) and i'm like okay cool some of them were a little annoying some of them took a while like the combi one the buizel one uh come to mind if you know you know um, but they weren't anything special. They were fine. They, they helped to extend the, the, you know, the replayability of the game quite a bit already way more than it, than it, than it is way more than it, than, than the game already has for you replayability wise. And I like that. I like that there was, I like that it was a little bit of a, a little bit, something different to help you break the monotony of the game. I, you know, I sort of kept all my requests for like, just whenever I felt like it. After, after I went out and did like a huge expedition and caught a bunch of Pokemon, I'd do a couple requests and then I would go back to doing the story or whatever, you know, um, they, and I like how they opened up as you go along. Um, it was nice. You know, it was, it was, they felt like they were part of the core game. They didn't just feel like things that you didn't have to do. It re they really felt like part of the game. Like I want, like I really 100% of the game once I finished them, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that I think that's fun. I think that they're not necessary to do. I think they were variable, but they were just a little bit uninteresting most of the time. But I enjoyed them, if that makes any sense. <laughs> All right, story. I have a couple things to say about the story. I am one of those people who does not play Pokemon for the story. <laughs> I think that the stories of Pokemon games is, listen, you know me, you know that I am a beacon of positivity when it comes to Pokemon content and Pokemon in general. Um, I don't think that the Pokemon stories are very good. Most of them. I would almost say all of them, except for maybe Black and White and Sun and Moon was good enough. But the rest of them are on the lackluster side. Listen, I, I love me Pokemon characters. I love the trainers, but the, the, the trainers and the story of Pokemon have always been the side of the game that I don't necessarily look for when I'm playing. I like the gameplay. I like the RPG sense. I love the Pokemon designs. I love the settings. It's just icing on the cake for me. I, I understand if you don't feel the same way, but Legends Arceus was, unfortunately, um, just the same as always. 
The story was nothing special. I was not expecting the game to be an isekai. I don't think anyone was expecting the game to be an isekai, and I like that it was an isekai. I think that it was something new. Uh, it reminded me of Mystery Dungeon a lot. Um, also, I, I do want to say real quick, the, the, the story and character... Um, argument that I just made does not apply to spinoffs. I think that the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon stories and characters are beautiful uh, and wonderful. Some of the best writing I think ever, <laughs> maybe, for for games. I might be a little bit nostalgic looking through things with tinted glasses, but I think that the Mystery Dungeon um, stories and characters are absolutely gorgeous, but that's for another time. I think that the main series games are the games that, that need the most work when it comes to story. Um, and again, like I said, Legends Arceus, it was okay. Um, the Isekai aspect was fun. It was it was new. I was not expecting it. Um, I like how it played out. I you know I like that the game's story and general vibes were darker than usual. You know, Silene told you most of the time that you could die out there. She like even ordered you to not die. And that is something that you do not see in a Pokemon game very often, is the word death or die. <laughs> um, and it surprised me. I liked it. I liked that it was a little bit more mature. It felt weird, but I liked that it was a little bit more mature. Um, and I, you know, the whole, the plot of you sort of um, saving the nobles from the sort of space-time whatever was fun it was interesting um i think that my favorite part of the story was the interpretations from the npcs specifically the diamond and pearl clans um were my favorite part of the game story and character wise i loved arita i loved adaman i loved all of the the diamond and pearl clan members ingo my beloved such a sad story. Such a sad character. Melly, my beloved. Um, Polina, my beloved. I can't remember the name of the guy who you who you um, who's like terrified of ghost type Pokemon who gets you the Basculation food. But him, that character, my beloved. Um, and I really, really like the interpretations of the story. I like that they are unsure of what the gods of Sinnoh are. Sorry, the almighty Sinnoh, you know? I like that they're arguing over what they think that the gods are doing. That's such an interesting story point. I love that people, like, I love when people don't agree on religion. <laughs> it's so interesting. Jokes aside, uh, like, no, but, like, I think that the, the Diamond and the Pearl Clan was the most interesting part of the story. I think that the, the story point of the nobles being enraged by Arceus was a little bit on the on the on the boring side uh it was not that it was bad but I, I I was I found myself more interested in the Diamond and Pearl Clan than I was with like the main plot which thank god because the sorry thank Arceus because the Diamond and Pearl Clan members specifically Arita and uh Adaman were very prevalent throughout the game not much more prevalent than I was expecting them to be um but you know the final, I like, I like, I like that you went along on this journey with them and they sort of found out their own purposes. You know, they found out what they were, what they, what they were believing in was wrong or that they were both right. Or, you know, I liked seeing them go through the journey more than I enjoyed seeing my character 
go through the journey of being in an isekai. <laughs> um, not that I think that the story is bad. I liked the fact that you get exiled at the end. I like the stuff with the Cynthia lady that I literally cannot remember her name. I'm so sorry. Um, she was cool. Volo was cool, obviously, in the post game. I love that Volo was sort of a like an evil the whole time and that he took control of Giratina. That was awesome. <laughs> that was so cool. Um one of my one of my favorite parts though, something that like genuinely made me emotional. Oh my god. Just like the general atmosphere of the Arceus fight at the very end of the main story. Oh my god. So cool. It like it genuinely made me emotional when I was doing it for the first time because I was like, man, Pokemon has come such a, a long way. <laughs> um, and like the fact that we can just literally fight Arceus is something that I was never expecting from a Pokemon game. And it just, I don't know, it, it made me realize the gravity of the situation and how far, how much Legends Arceus deviates from the original formula and just how fantastic this game is in presentation and gameplay. Um... Like, you know, the Dialga Palkia origin form stuff was cool, big picture lore wise, but in the moment I was, it was fine. You know, it's not the most interesting thing in the world. I'm, and I, and I'm, I'm being harsh on this game because I love it dearly. Um, I'm being harsh on this game because I love the direction that Pokemon is taking with this game and I want to see more. Uh, and I'm being harsh in hopes that it does something, you know, in hopes that it, that it sort of inspires you to look at it a little bit more critically, if you haven't already. Um, not that I think that this game is bad, by any means. I think that the story was fine. I think that it did its job. Uh, obviously, do I wish that there was a little bit more of an interesting story? A little bit more of an involved story? Yes. Do I think that the story was bad? No. Not necessarily. Um, overall, it was fine. It had some weak points, but the, you know, the Diamond Pearl Clan stuff really, really helped me get into it. Uh, the Arceus thing at the end really made the conclusion worth it. It really made all that work leading up to it worth it. The Arceus fight was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in any Pokemon game. And just like the general lore and possibilities that it opens up is more exciting to me than anything else, I think. Okay, I have one more section for you. Um, I've already sort of given my general thoughts on the game, but I want to talk about a couple more things. The Pokedex. Um, obviously, the Pokedex is different in this game. You collect Pokemon and you have to get them to research level 10 before they count as a Pokedex entry, which means catching a bunch of them, you know... Um, doing different tasks in order to get them to, to level up, seeing them use moves, etc. This was such a cool feature and it made, it really, really complimented going around catching Pokemon, just throwing as many balls as you possibly could at Pokemon. It really, really, really helped. Um... It was great. I, I, I hope that we see more of this format in the future. Obviously, maybe not to the same level uh, as this. I don't think that the catching that many Pokemon would be supported very well in a mainly in a main series games unless 
Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet does the same uh, overworld catching system, then I think it would be fine. I think that it would be fun. I think it would improve the game tenfold if they if they added that if they added the Pokedex method into this game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't, but I hope that they do. It was really really refreshing. It made catching Pokemon fun <laughs> uh, as opposed to tedious, which is sort of the entire thing in this game. Um, but man, did I enjoy that! It was. It was I still enjoy it to this game to this day. I haven't gotten every Pokemon to research level ten, uh, but I plan on it. I want to. Because of how, how because of how fun it is, uh, I'm going to talk a second about shiny hunting because I have gotten quite a lot of shinies over the course of my gameplay, like twenty, and I have friends who have gotten way more. Oh my god, so many shinies! This game is chock full of them. It's it's the kind of thing where during a main series playthrough. 90 like 99 percent of people never see a shiny you just don't encounter that many pokemon but like i'm pretty sure most of my friends if not all of them have encountered at least one random shiny throughout their playthrough even the most casual of players will probably encounter a random shiny throughout their playthrough um odds are boosted of course but also you just see so many more pokemon um, and I like that. I love, oh my god, I love games that have a lot of shinies in them. High shiny rates is so fun because you can just go around catching so many, and that is so fun when it comes to shiny Pokemon. I loved it. It was so fun. I liked shiny hunting for Pokemon. The mass outbreaks, uh, obviously, the, the, the odds are super increased in mass outbreaks, maybe even a little bit too much. Shinies are everywhere in this game, and it's super fun to go try and catch them all. I love... I love like refreshing, just refreshing over and over and over again areas to see if you can get mass outbreaks of, of cool Pokemon that you want to go catch. And mass outbreaks can be of almost every single Pokemon, and I love that. I love just like walking around, going, you know, going on expeditions, coming back and seeing what new mass outbreaks there are and catching probably a shiny Pokemon like almost every time. It's really, really enjoyable. Um, something that I did not expect to enjoy very much, but like just, just the, just like the, the possibility of going to a mass outbreak and like knowing that there's a really, really high chance for a shiny really sold it to me. All right. Uh, I only have like one more thing I want to say, and it's going to sort of wrap up into the conclusion of this episode, which is the nostalgia and the music of this game really really helped my love for this game grow you know i've said quite a few criticisms in in this game so far but genuinely i think this is one of my favorite pokemon games of all time um one of the best and a lot of that was nostalgia i mean like there is just reference after reference after reference to uh pokemon diamond and pearl which is a game that is really really important to me of course you know every area has a new track that has references to old tracks in it the the diamond and pearl clan settlements are like eternity you know there's eternal forest motifs in some of the forest areas there's everywhere it's it's a it is just packed full of of like nostalgia fan service and i'm so for that (laughs) Um, this game is 
just so good. I don't like. I don't know what else to say. It has its problems, but on the on there's very, very surface level problems. I genuinely do not. They're they're nitpicks, if I had to say so. Um, I genuinely do not think that this game is very bad. I don't think that it is. It is really bad at all. I think that it is a fantastic game. One of the best Pokemon games of all time. Um, and I think the last thing I'm going to say, first of all, I hope you enjoyed listening to me to sort of talk about this game. I said a lot of my conclusion in last episode about just sort of the way this game makes me feel in a much more emotional way. This episode has been a lot more technical. Um, but like, man, it just makes me so excited for times to come. Um, if they continue this formula, knowing now that Pokemon is capable of making something like Legends Arceus makes me a very happy camper. <laughs> I, I mean, this game is, it's fantastic. And in so many ways, the mechanics, the music, the gameplay, the characters, the nostalgia, it's, it's, it's such a big step forward in the development of Pokemon that it just makes me so excited for games to come. You know, games like Pokemon, new Pokemon Snap and um, Rescue Team DX were good steps forward. You know, remakes that are just like genuinely really good <laughs> and like just really, just really solid games overall. Not a, not a lot of like inherent problems with Pokemon Snap or. or uh, rescue team dx which really really stood out to me in the in the in the recent past as as games that were a good step forward um bdsp was a little bit of a step backwards i think in my opinion um but legends rcs took a like super mario 64 long jump into the next generation and i think that pokemon scarlet and pokemon violet are going to um, exemplify that. I think that Legends Arceus has made big, big steps forward for the state of Pokemon in the future, and I'm so genuinely so excited to see where we go from here. All right, this episode is long, <laughs> of course. Um, I am going to finish it up with everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every single episode. It is very late for me. I apologize. Let's get through this together. <laughs> let's 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 talk about um this move, which is a good one. Rapid spin. Rapid spin is a damage dealing normal type move introduced in generation two. It is a physical move. It has a PP of 40, a power of 50, and a accuracy of 100 percent In generation two, Rapid Spin inflicts damage and then removes the effects of any binding moves and leech seed from the user, as well as entry hazards on the user's side of the field, unless the user has fainted as a result of the move, such as with rough skin. Rapid Spin has a power of 20. In Generation 8, Rapid Spin was buffed and now has a power of 50. When inflicting damage, Rapid Spin now also raises the user's speed by one stage. Moves that are affected by Rapid Spin. Bind, Clamp, Fire Spin, Infestation, Leech Seed, Magma Storm, Sand Tomb, Spikes, Stealth Rock, Sticky Web, Toxic Spikes, Whirlpool, and Wrap. What a good, uh, what, a, what just like a, um, just like a solid move 
in Pokemon competitive. <laughs> um, like, such a universal move. Such a very useful move. Um, it's a very, very... Uh, it's a very, very good move in competitive. But, you know, it's simple. <laughs> it removes hazards and trapping things. Simple as that. Also raises... It got an insane buff in Gen 8. Jesus Christ. Um... Rapid Spin was one of the first Generation 2 moves introduced and named. It was seen being used by Mewtwo's Blastoise 2 in Mewtwo Strike Back, Mewtwo Strikes Back, prior to the release of Gold and Silver. That's interesting. That's cool. Alright. I think that's it. <laughs> I don't really know if there's anything else uh, to say about Rapid Spin. So, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. It's been a long one. It's been a tiring one for me in a good way i'm glad i finally got my thoughts about legends rcs off my chest fantastic game very excited to see what it brings in the future thank you all so much for listening and i will see you in the next one bye <laughs> <laughs>